Well, we've come full circle in our Life Journey series where we track the lives of different West Australians across the year. We've talked to a wannabe bull rider, an Alzheimer's researcher and a blind woman getting to know her first guide dog. And if you remember back to the start of the year on our first Life Journey for 2010, we spoke to a young Perth high school girl called Lizzie Farrant who was about to leave for a year on a rotary scholarship to Italy. Lizzie had to cope with a small bomb dropped on her a few weeks before she left. She needed to speak fluent Italian and didn't. Lizzie's been in Italy for a few weeks now and and joins us on afternoons to tell us how it's going. Uh, Hi, Lizzie. How are you going? I'm very well, thank you. Yes, and good morning to you as well. When we last spoke, you had just found out a short time, a short time before that, you had to speak um, Italian and in, enrolled very quickly in classes. This is the part where you read us the letter that you got that gave you such a shock. I am writing to you because I am dealing with Elizabeth's enrolment in the local high school. The school headmaster and the teacher in charge of the foreign students asked me to make sure that you already have a good knowledge of the Italian language. <laughs> if you don't speak Italian, unfortunately they will not enrol you. Yours so sincerely. At, at what point of that letter did you start feeling ill? Um, pretty much the bit where they said you need to speak it before you arrived. <laughs> so you got the letter, you didn't actually speak Italian? No. Are you looking forward to leaving or are you feeling, is it hard? Um... I'm feeling a beautiful mixture of excitement and terror. So let's start at the beginning, shall we? When you when you arrived at the airport, can you think back to that moment when you when you got there and your host family were were they there to greet you? They were. Yes, I um I walked out of the doors with my extremely heavy suitcase and hand luggage, and I saw my host mother, and I was so relieved, and it was very strange. I think finally meeting the people who I'd had contact with and I'd seen pictures of but I'd never met and um, I didn't know how good their English was and then my host mom just sort of kept saying my name over and over again and smiling really widely and it was really nice. So how was it strange? Was it, can you describe um, that feeling? I don't know, I guess I'd never really thought that it would happen. You know, all of last year was sort of, oh yes, going away next year and then going to Italy next year and well I am but I don't really feel like I'm going and it's, it was sort of a fantasy land where, you know, I would eventually go to, but it would be soon or I'd probably never get there. But I was actually there and I'd arrived and it was all real and it felt very real when I walked outside and it was freezing cold. The day I arrived, I think it was about two degrees, so it wasn't that bad, but I'd stepped out of a 36-degree Australian summer, so, you know. So tell us about your host family. Who are they and, and just take us through the family. Okay, well, my host parents are Mariella and Duilio. My host sister is Diana and my host brother is Marco, um, who I haven't met because he's in Australia at the moment. My host family are extraordinarily lovely people. They've done everything they can to make this exchange and this change in my life easier. They've helped me organize trips to see friends they've picked me up from places bought me food i have i have a drawer i have my own special school snacks drawer my host mother has helped me with train timetables bus timetables figuring out school my host father came with me on my first day of school just in general they've been really lovely and my host sister has been wonderful as well because she went on an exchange she knows how it feels and she knows strangeness and the 
the change and the homesickness. So, Have you been homesick? Oh, yes. There was, <laughs> yes, of course. There was one day in my second week where it was all very overwhelming and I sort of, I stayed at home and calmed down and sort of went, okay, you're here. It's all over there, but you're here. How did you cope with that? Was there any stage where you just really felt like you wanted to come home if you could have just lifted yourself up and transported yourself home? Yeah, definitely. Because everything here is so new. Everything I do is a new experience. And after a while, that well, it gets very tiring, to be honest. You get very tired and you just... The familiar is something that I think we take for granted. Waking up in your own bedroom, I guess, <laughs> you know. Living in the same house for nearly all of my life, you, you get used to seeing the same house in the same room. And waking up at a new time, I have to wake up at 6 o'clock, new foods you eat every morning, uh, new foods you eat at lunch, meeting new people every single day and not really remembering if you've met them before, the new buses, and especially with high school kids, and even if it's public transport, it is essentially a school bus. So trying to find out where you fit in sort of the social ladder and where you sit on the bus and who you can sit with and that's very, it's confusing but you get used to it after a while. Did you have to get on the bus the first time on your own? The first time, the first morning, yes it was okay because there's a bus that goes directly to my school and I, I knew which stop I had to get off at. In the afternoon I at first had to take one bus and then take another bus. So my host mother came with me for that one, which was great because you know, otherwise I probably would have just freaked out and not really done anything and got lost and, you know, did alone. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, the bus thing is totally normal now, so that's good. And you started school over there. Tell us what that was like. Oh, the first day of school, I was so scared. I, I stood in the entrance hall of the school and I couldn't decide if I was shaking because I was cold or I was shaking because I was so nervous. It was good, actually. I, I stood there with my host father for about 10 minutes and then I sort of realised, well, it's exactly like my high school. You know, different building, different people, different language. But I saw all the same sorts of kids. I saw people, you know, obviously talking about things that I talked about and doing things like last-minute homework and helped me sort of calm down and I didn't feel so nervous because obviously these people were just like my friends and the people I knew at home. So the first day was hard meeting my new class because in Italy you, you stay in one class all the time. You don't move around like you do in, in Australia. But my classmates turned out to be really lovely people, so that was good. People in the school, had they been told who you were? Yes, they'd heard that there was an Australian girl coming, but I think that was about the extent of it. Do they, when they find out you're from Australia, what do, what sorts of things do they want to know, if anything? Do they ask you questions about what it's like here? Oh, definitely. It's you know, you get the do you ride kangaroos to school thing, or you know, what sort of things do you eat, and what do your cities look like? And have you made any friends? I have, I have. You first, you make friends because you're the new kid and, you know, you're foreign and things and then you slowly start to show them your personality and you laugh with them and most people speak at least a little bit of English here, especially the high school students. So I'm able now to comfortably say that I have friends in Italy, which is, it's really nice actually. 
And I'm talking to Lizzie Farrant, who was our first Life Journey on Afternoons. And one of the things that was just so hilarious and frightening at the same time was when you got that that news that you needed to speak fairly fluent Italian and you didn't before you went. So how are you finding You did a few hurried language lessons before you got there. How are you finding it? I'm finding it very challenging. And for someone that talks as much as I do in English, and my friends and family can confirm that, being silent most of the time has been quite hard. But it's also allowed me to listen to the language. So I understand so much more than I used to. And I speak quite a bit more. I can have partial conversations with people with my host parents, I use Italian words where I can and then put in English words where I don't know the Italian word for it and then ask what the word is in Italian and it all works out. It's very strange to walk through a city or something and not understand what people are saying around you. When I travelled a few years ago to Brazil, I noticed that one of the biggest differences is that you can't sort of casually eavesdrop on people on the bus or when you walk past a, people, a pair of people talking, you, you don't know what they're saying. And it's, it's a very strange feeling. It, it, it feels very strange, but it's also quite exciting for me because I've, one of my life goals is to become bilingual. Walking through a city now, um, a month and a half into my exchange, when I can understand bits and pieces of what people are saying, it's quite a triumph. And he's starting to feel like when you walk through those streets and when you started and you're, you're an Australian girl in this, in this strange city with this beautiful musical language you don't understand around you, you're starting to feel like you, you are fitting in even a tiny bit when you walk through those same streets now? Yes, I am settling in and, and learning my way around and things are becoming familiar, which is a big part of settling in. Well, we will catch up with you again in a few weeks. Thank you very much for talking to us on Afternoons, Lizzie. Talk to you later, Dylan. It's Lizzie Farrant, and she is our, our guest on Life Journeys on Afternoons.